Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, sin is serious. Paul says, don't kid yourself. And the reason he wrote this is people say this. Pastor Mark, you tell me God's a God of grace. He is. So in Romans, Paul heard some people say this. Well, since God forgives, I just sin all the time, baby. I'm loving it. I just ask God to forgive me and everything's perfectly all right. Paul said, don't you dare say that because you're not saved. See, those that live this pattern will never go to heaven. We cannot have fellowship with God and continue walking in darkness, the place in which sinful behavior and attitudes prevail. This is the world that is contrary to His holiness. When we claim to know God, our lifestyle becomes the judge for that claim. The problem of sin is more than just a violation of a particular rule. Sin affects our entire nature, and only through Jesus do we find spiritual health and life. Through Christ, His Spirit lives in us. Therefore, we should rejoice and turn to the Spirit when we find ourselves tempted to walk in darkness. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, with part one of our message entitled, Walking with God in the Light. I want to show you a picture of something in my past. A few weeks ago, I got a brochure. It's from the university that I graduated from. It's called Wayne State University. You can see all the schools that are there, 400 different things you can get involved in in Detroit, 32,000 students. It's, it's one of the 30 largest colleges and universities in the United States. Well, in 1961, I was a first-year student in the engineering college at Wayne State University. After taking my first physics and my first calculus course, I knew God had different plans for me. How many know what I'm talking about? So in the winter of 1962, I was walking across the campus, and I was trying to figure out where I should go. And I passed the School of Pharmacy building. I knew nothing about pharmacy. I knew nothing about medicine. I'd been healthy all my life. As I passed by, in my spirit, I heard God say to me, this is the change of plans for your life. Well, I obeyed God, transferred to the College of Pharmacy, Discovered it was a five-year program plus a year of internship. In 1966, I graduated, began doing the internship, and began to practice my profession. 
We'd always wanted to come to Florida. We didn't know if God would ever do it. So I took my boards in Michigan, and I took my boards in Florida. You had to take separate boards. I did it then because I was fresh. Well, that direction from God into pharmacy is how Linda and I arrived in Florida in 1969. God used that decision, that word, that direction, that profession to change my life. God, while here on vacation, God opened the door at Wistoff Hospital. And two months after vacation, I was back here as the director of pharmacy in August of 1969. For the next 25 years, God provided for our family, allowed us to raise wonderful children. We both ministered. I ministered a lot as a layperson in numbers of churches. And eventually, as you know, in 1992, God led us here to start the church with 100 people. And I worked full-time for two years, then part-time. And then three years after beginning the church, gave up my pharmacy license, which I thought I would never do. What did I learn from that, and why do I tell you that? First thing I want you to write at all of our campuses, please write it and understand this principle. Walking with God provides direction for my life. That decision that I heard from God was the starting point to a new life. Now, of course, thousands and thousands of different steps and directions from God since then. We are going to learn today all of that happens... Not because you know about God, but because you experience God and have a relationship with him. You've turned to 1 John. Let's go to chapter 1, verse 3. Here in Melbourne and Sebastian and Vieira and the work camp, those online. 1 John 1, 3. John says it like this. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. So that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is, well, it's with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Last weekend, we learned that everyone can have a personal relationship with God. Most people don't know that. They think it's religion. It's kind of rules and ritual. You kind of join a church and that's why you get to heaven. No, it has nothing to do with getting to heaven. That's totally wrong. You can't get to heaven by being a member of anything. And so we learned that that relationship with God is personal. But sometimes we we learned last week that we forget this. That lifestyle should be experienced, real. You see, you're going to watch a football game tonight. The only guys that are really in the football game are on the field. They're experiencing it. Now, you can get a little bit of a feel, but you have to be involved. And that comes from that personal relationship. When we have that and we begin to experience God... To be able to do what I did, I wasn't supernatural. I was 18 years old. I was a Christian. But as I'm walking across the campus and looking at the building, don't even know why I looked at it, never mentioned it before, never saw it before, God said, that's the place. Well, that came from me learning to experience him, to be able to, as John chapter 10 says, my sheep hear my voice. Well, verse 4 tells us what happens when we have that experience ongoing with God. John says this, we write this to make our joy complete. See, joy is an an inner gladness that flows out of a relationship with God. Joy is far different than happiness. Joy is an attitude that comes from confidence 
that God is in full control of my life regardless of the circumstances. See, when I made that step to change the pharmacy, I mean, before I did it, I kind of had my map planned out. You know, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be there in, in Michigan. I mean, that's a great place for all kinds of engineers. Well, now when I took that step, I didn't know what was ahead. But God did. He knew all of that. He knew in 1992 I'd eventually give all that up. But he used it. See, he never wastes anything in your background. So joy comes from knowing no matter what circumstance you're going through, God's going to get you through it. And then notice verse 5. John says this, This is the message we have heard from him, from God, and declare to you. Now let me just say this. If you're planning on ever being a pastor or a teacher... This part of the verse is for you. This is the message we heard from God, and I'm declaring it to you. See, I'm not giving you my input. I'm not giving, I'll give you some illustrations, but the truth comes from God. You, you didn't come to a building to hear some guy give his philosophy. You came to hear God speak to you. That's what John says. We've heard this message from God, and we're declaring it to you. That's what a pastor does. Now, notice how he finishes. Notice what his declaration is. He's going to talk about the character of God. He says this. Look at God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. So we know God has lots of attributes to his character, all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere at the same time. This is a moral attribute. Write this down at our campuses. What is John saying? He says, here's God's character in a moral sense. He's light, he's holy, he's pure, and because there's no darkness, he's, he's obviously sinless. You see, even today, some false religions will say, join us, i.e., I'm going to India. When you go to India, there's 300 million gods. And you'll go to India. A lot of people go to India. You know why? Because they want to become enlightened. John says, no, 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 no. It's not about a country. It's not about a false. God himself is light. You can't be enlightened without God. Now, John liked to write about this contrast, light and dark. He did it in a spiritual way. And he did it in John the Gospel, first, second, third epistle of John, and he also did it in the book of Revelation. Now, notice how he writes. Here's this spiritual explanation of what he's talking about. When you begin reading the Bible and you see light in the Bible, often this is what it's talking to. God, we just read it, God is light. Truth, spiritual insight, big one I'll talk about this morning, freedom, following God, I'm walking in the light, I'm, I'm following God, that gives means I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, I'm a Christ follower, and of course the end result of following God is, is heaven. Now the opposite of that is darkness in a spiritual sense. What does that mean? Well, darkness has to do with Satan. Instead of truth, Satan is filled with lies. Instead of having your eyes open to understand spiritual truth, Satan blinds us. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Satan has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers so they can't see spiritual. Then, of course, instead of freedom, 
bondage. That's a huge word I'm going to use all day today. And instead of following God, you're following yourself, but really you're following Satan and you don't know that. That means you're lost, you're unsaved, you're not a believer. The end result of that, of course, a place you don't even want to think about called hell. Now, look at verse 6 and what John says. If we claim to have fellowship with him, if we claim to be a believer, if we claim to be a Christian, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not live by the truth. Now, this is the huge key you have to understand. So all of our campuses, write this down. This is what the book of 1 John, know that you know that you know that you know. It's all about our walk with God. When you see walk here, Galatians, Romans, lots of different places. When you see walk, here's what it means. Our daily lifestyle, our pattern of behavior and living, the way we actually behave. Now, I won't unpack this today, but there's three things in the next verses. John will give us three things. If you claim to do this, but you do this. If you claim to do this, but you do this. If you claim to do this, but you do this. I'll give you three illustrations that John gives us. That means you're not a believer. Well, that's very important. Because if you think you're a believer, but John says if that's what you're doing, you're not a believer, you need to change. Now, John drives home a moral point. Notice what he says. No person can came to be a Christian, have a personal relationship with God, who is light, who does not live in a way that represents the character of God. You can't live in darkness and claim you're in the light. So John is saying if you want to have fellowship with God and the joy that comes from that, you have to, you have to learn how to walk with God in the light. Now that's the problem. Well, Pastor Mark, where do I buy the flashlight? I'm going to walk in the light. Well, no, it isn't about that. So I'm going to give you three steps what walking in the light looks like. Number one, write it down. Walking in the light begins with conversion. Begins with conversion. Now, why do I say that? Because when you're born, when I was born, I was born in sin. Sin is darkness. And thus, I... In this, I become a believer. I walk. My lifestyle is in spiritual darkness. Notice how Paul writes it. For once, he's talking about people that have become a believer, but before they became a believer, notice, for once, you were full of darkness. Before you became a Christian, you had a sin nature. You lived in sin. Now, what does darkness look like then? If I was born in darkness, what does darkness look like? Darkness is simply all about sin. What's a simple definition of sin? Here it is. Write it down to all of our campuses. Sin is simply disobeying God. It means that I'm then walking apart from God. Since God is light, I'm now walking in darkness. Common sense. Sin. S. I am. I rule my life. Now, I'm going to break down sin for you, show you what it really is. There's two major kinds of sin. One is called missing the mark, where I, I try to do right, but I blow it. Everybody here, Christian or unchristian, knows what that means. The second one is really a transgression, which means I know I shouldn't do that, but I did it anyway. 
Now, I'd like to say to you that I've never done that so far today. Don't laugh at me. Got it? So understand, you, got, you need to understand today the difference between sinning, a one-time sin, and a pattern of sin. Hugely different. So as you begin to see that, let's turn in your Bibles to Galatians and let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you. Look at, on the overhead, you'll see where Galatians is. There it is. Halfway through, a little less than halfway through the New Testament. Just turn there. Now, just uh, focus your attention on me just for a second. Let me explain this to you. As we begin to read this sample list, this sample list includes really four categories. Sexual sins, spiritual sins, social sins, and a personal type of sin. But what it's all about is, it's a pattern of living. It's a lifestyle. So it's every single person, even as a Christian, we still sin. We just, we lose our temper and we lose it for a second. It's not a pattern. It's not a lifestyle. We blow it. John says, if, and he's writing to Christians, if we say we have no sin, we're liars. Because we do sin. But not as a pattern of sin. It isn't something that you look at the person, they're always doing that just the way they are. No, 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 no. It can't be a pattern. So listen to these lists that Paul gives us. Galatians 5, go down to verse 19. Now watch this. The acts of the sinful nature, which you and I are born with, are obvious. So here's these types of a sinful lifestyle, patterns of sin. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and then Paul sums it up, and the like. A ton of others. Now, that's the list. I'm going to break them down for you. But look at the ending of this verse. I warn you, Paul says, as I did before, that those who live like this, who live with a pattern like this, will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, sin is serious. Paul says, don't kid yourself. And the reason he wrote this is people say this. Well, Pastor Mark, you tell me God's a God of grace. He is. So in Romans, Paul heard some people say this. Well, since God forgives, I just sin all the time, baby. I'm loving it. I just ask God to forgive me and everything's perfectly all right. Paul said, don't you dare say that because you're not saved. See, those that live this pattern will never go to heaven. That's pretty strong. That's right in our face. He's not talking about one sin. He's talking about a pattern. So what are these categories? The first category you see there is sexual immorality. The term in the original language is pornea. That already tells you something. That simply means that's where we get our word for pornography. And it speaks of sexual immorality in a kind of a broad sense. It says if your pattern of life includes adultery and, of course, or fornication, sex before and outside of marriage. He said, if that's your lifestyle, you have no chance of going to heaven. Not, not falling once, but that's your lifestyle. 
So what does that say to us? Today, we have problems with that as we move through because people just live together before they're married. No, no, that, that, if that's your lifestyle and that's the way you're going to continue, no, that's not going to work. Here's a person that has an affair on his wife or vice versa on her husband, and they blow it once. Well, Matthew 5 says, we're to forgive that spouse and restore our marriage. But Matthew 5 and Matthew 19 also say this, if the pattern of adultery, he's done it five times, she's had seven affairs, they continue, every, that's when Jesus says, time out, finish the marriage, get with somebody else. See, God's gracious. It's not a one-time deal. It's an ongoing pattern. So be careful. And let me just say this, because sometimes I, I kind of get in your face because I want you to understand this. Young lady, if you're dating a guy and he claims to be a Christian and he says, I love you, man, I love you, prove it. Come on, go to bed with me. Let me tell you something. Find you a different young man. Did you hear me? You say, Pastor Mark, I'm that guy. Then get saved. Don't be sleeping. Now, if you already lost your virginity, start brand new today. God's gracious. Hallelujah. But we can't be a bunch of Christians. You know, I have people in our campuses this morning that are sleeping together, living together, and they wonder, well, that's not a sin, is it? I just read it to you. And sometimes they come to the office, and it's a great thing, and they want to go through premarital, and they have the same address. So I know what I'm talking about when I meet with them. And here's what they say, and don't laugh at this. They said, well, we knew we were coming to see you, so we've stopped sleeping together. See, that is the wrong reason. It's not me. It's not the church. It's in the eyes of God who is holy. So be careful. It affects all of our life. The next word there is spiritual idolatry. Now, this is the hard one. This is the worship of anyone or anything more than God. As a lifestyle, idols in our lives can be money, possessions, job, family, boy, girlfriend, hobby, sport, of course, myself. I can be the biggest idol. So S-I-N is just S-I. I live my life the way I want. I'll drop by church when it's time. But I'm not like going to serve God. I'm doing my deal. You're not a Christian. It's not a one sin. It's a pattern. Next. By the way, who is supposed to be first in our life as a Christian? Who is? How do you know that? Love God first. Now, the next group of sins that you see there are social. Notice the words. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. What is that all about? That's how we treat one another. You can't be treating others as a pattern with those kind of sins. We all blow it individually. But it can't be a pattern. Not only does your bracelet say, love God, what does it say? Love who? Love people. You can't be a negative, critical, always tearing down people. Pastor Mark, that's my nature. I know that. That's your sin nature. What a joy to know that even though we may be walking in darkness and are caught up in the lights of Satan, God has provided a way of freedom. We can, through Jesus Christ, walk away from Satan's spiritual bondage and into God's light. His light brings truth, spiritual insight, and freedom. We no longer have to live in the bondage that Satan attempts to snare us in. 
God desires us to live a life of freedom through Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6101. The title of this message is Walking with God in the Light. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 6101. And the title of this message is Walking with God in the Light. Place a marker in your Bibles. And join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue this series called Know That You Know. Pastor Mark will show us the steps we must take to leave our life of darkness and walk in the light with God. It requires a daily commitment to follow Him and follow the light of His Word. That means to be reading the Bible daily to receive encouragement and direction. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from our series entitled, Know That You Know. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living 